What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life is Cooler with AC. I am your host, Alex Cunningham, and today it is Shark Week. So uh, today's episode is unofficially brought to you by uh, Landshark. Uh, don't sue us, Landshark, because I know that you have more money than I do. Uh, but we've got a very special guest, uh, Anthony Van Helvet. Uh, did I say that right for the first time? Von Helvet. Ah, oh, fuck. I thought I... <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get it this time, but no. No, dude, everybody gets it wrong because it's a, it's a weird last name. I feel like when people see, like, that last name and then see me, they're like, oh, Italian. But it's like a Norwegian last oh, really? name that I, 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 I assume German the singer I like. Oh, that's not even your real name? Mm-mm. Oh, see, this whole time I thought that you... <laughs> I was just like, this is like the perfect combination. This dude is like Mexican black, but like super German. I was like... Not hey. even Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's why everybody was like, just called you Tony. Oh, no, that's the best part, dude, is people, I always make, like, a joke about it that uh, people don't know, like, what race I am, because uh, I'm, it, it's black and white. But, uh, oh, really? Just, like, the combination and, like, the way I look, like, I got my dad's facial hair, so, like, I look Mexican as hell. Yeah, right, it just grows in all patchy and stuff. Yeah, and my <laughs> name's Anthony. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> How much more Mexican can you get? yeah. <laughs> and uh, my actual last name's not even any fucking. It, it's at German as hell. My last. Oh really? Name's very German, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's it's, awesome. I, I uh, I it was like middle school that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start going by like a stage name because I've always known that like I wanted to be like an entertainer and shit. Yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna pick a name for myself. And uh, there was this band that I really liked called Turbo Negro, and uh-huh. they're from Norway, and they're just a punk band, and. Uh, I, like when I found them in middle school, uh, they became my whole ass identity. Oh, really? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, like some of their songs were on Jackass, and that's how most people oh, okay. know them. Yeah, because I've heard uh, of them. Yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna start going by that, and then like it really stuck. For a while, I was going by this really shitty like moniker, Space Age Anthony, but like it's always been this like theme that I can't let people know my last name. Yeah, a lot no, of people I... do know it, but. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh, I honestly, I had no idea. I was like, that's such a cool fucking last name, you know? And it, it does, it really yeah. adds to that like mystique, you know, of like, what are you? And like, which is really weird because like, uh, I think one time I was doing karaoke one time and, uh, this girl was like just being super friendly, you know? And I don't remember who I was with, but somebody started hitting on her. And then I saw you start talking to her and I was like, all right, all right. And then you're like, yeah, dog, that's my mom. And I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, you, your mom's awesome, man. So. Oh, dude, that's funny as hell. I thought you were going to like start incriminating me, being like, yeah, you were drunk just hitting on some girl at the bar. No, um, no. That was <laughs> yeah, just dude, your mom. <laughs> my mom is cool as shit, dude. That's the really funny thing is when I started doing comedy at Tolly's, uh, I think it was the first time I ever went. I got really drunk, did comedy, and then karaoke. And uh-huh. Somebody came up to me, to me, and they were like, oh, you're glorious, son. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, people here know me, dude. And then I found out, like, everybody at Tolly's knows my goddamn mom. Yeah, because she's, like, she's fun as hell. She's always in there singing, bopping, you know? Like, I think when I was in there, she was, like, singing with me, you know? And I was like, yeah, I don't know who this lady is, but she's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. I like my mom uh parties like that. Like, she she just is the life of a party everywhere she goes. I remember she, uh, she took me out for my 21st birthday, and I invited a bunch of my coworkers. And uh, I got, like, blackout drunk, and I was puking behind the bar. And Radical. 
I remember like getting home and then crashing. And then when I got to work the next day, everybody was like, yeah, dude, you passed out. And we just kept partying with your mom. She's cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the kind of mom you want. And like, I feel like with you, because you're not only do you do comedy, but you do music as well. So kind of having like that that backbone, you know what I'm like coming oh, from yeah. from a place where people like to just have fun, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be stupid, but, you know, like to, to, to have fun, you know, like you really need yeah. that for either side of the, this industry. So I, that's great that you kind of have that already in your DNA. Oh, dude, uh, she's both of my parents are like incredibly supportive in that sense, because uh, like they both known that I've always wanted to be like a, an entertainer. Uh-huh. Uh, I like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor and uh, okay. it was like some auditions and shit, but that wasn't like for me, but it's my dad tough. was a music producer. Oh, okay. Like, growing up. So I was like in studios and shit. So like when I got into music, like, well, I like started doing it at like five years old, but like when I started getting really into it, he was like, all right, like I support this. And then my mom is a singer and like does karaoke as you can tell. Right. Shit. Yeah. Sings at weddings and whatnot. Um, okay. That's cool. So she's always like they've always been like yeah dude like you can do this and like go get it and shit. Yeah, and that, well, and that's awesome. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and plug your uh your band right now, Laser Boogie Suicide. Um, yeah. And you guys just dropped a new single today, right? Well, yeah. we dropped the single about a week ago, but we uh we went out to a, a church and shot and edited a video. Oh, the video, so, right? Okay. Yeah, that's gotcha. Um, okay. There's a couple bands. Uh, Laser Boogie Suicide started as like my my solo project, and then there's a like a full band I have, which is like a punk band called a uh, Dope Sweater. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's uh for all the the garage rock like Black Sabbath and fans. Yeah. Type beat like I don't know. Just out here trying to make weird ass music. Hey, that's what it's all about. Have you found that, you know, kind of like being on stage for music helps with comedy or, you know, like the other way around? Um, I feel like it helped me not be as anxious for it. That makes sense. Like nothing will ever prepare you for like being on stage alone with no music, trying to make a room full of people laugh, dude. That right. Shit is yeah. So fucking hard. It is. Yeah. But you kill it every time. This it's funny because like I've seen your, your uh, videos and you know, live performance and stuff. And you yeah. always have so much energy. Like I think I saw one time you stage dive like straight into the fucking stage, like face first. Yeah, dude. And, yeah. <laughs> and just like Jesus. But then like your comedy is so, uh, it's, it's not you're not stiff um i'm trying to think of the the you're just so like deadpan you know like this is how it is you know mm-hmm. and uh but but your stuff is always i from the first time that i saw you you're so aggressive in the way that it's like i don't care if you fucking like what i'm saying or not i'm gonna say it wholeheartedly yeah um yeah dude i mean that's like how you really should go about comedy or just like music as a whole like people uh-huh. always put these like self-imposed rules on shit and I, like, have always believed that, like, if it's, like, you're painting or you're doing comedy or music, like, these self-imposed rules are going to fuck with your your end product. You right, absolutely. You shit with an open mind and just, like, go hard. Yeah. And, like, if you're making music, like, fucking hit your guitar until your fingers bleed. Or if you're doing comedy, like, make sure at least 10 people are walking out of the room by the end of your set. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're, well, and, and I just had a uh, conversation uh, with another comedian um, 
uh, Dylan Pop. He was on my last episode, and uh, I kind of asked him a little bit about, you know, like, what do you do uh, with the haters? Because I had somebody write me and was like, hey, I'm having a, a weird situation, you know, like where um, I'm I'm experiencing my first hating situation. And I'm like, that means you're you're finally hitting that. You're doing enough, you know, like if, if yeah, people dude. aren't hating on you, then you're not being true to yourself because you're holding back. Facts. Yeah. If people aren't hating on you or trying to cancel you over some dumb shit. You're not on the right path. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're, you're playing it safe, which I mean, safe, you know, sometimes that that'll get you, you know, to where you're going, but you're not going to be remembered for being safe. Yeah, dude. You know, I always tell people like, I'm not in it for the fucking money. I want the respect. Like, I want yeah. people to, like if I die tomorrow, I want people to be like, man, like Anthony's comedy or his music was just like him. Like that, that's a window to like who I am and shit. So like, you got to, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you got to go hard and be dumb. Yeah, no, and like that's what's so neat is because like uh I think from the first time that I saw you, you were just like so unapologetically yourself. You know what I mean? Ooh. I know it was never like, oh, I have to like pander to this or I have to pander like you came out swinging and cuz you did uh you did your trans joke and uh <laughs> that that one kills every time. Yeah, and, dude. And uh what what is the other one? Um about uh oh the, the shots the shots joke oh god yeah yeah dude. i i, I love doing that one man really uh, man <laughs> i love well, that so stuff it only works if you're doing comedy at bars i guess for people that are listening the the whole joke is like oh i believe shots do cause autism because i did a couple before i came up on stage and i'm feeling weird and like <laughs> it, it kills but not, not you'll get those people in the crowd who are like Oh, I have autism, or like I have a kid who has autism, and like that's not that's not a hill I'm gonna die on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, see, so that that brings me to a a very strong topic, um, because I got in trouble for using the R word, you know, like when talking about my dog. Um, I think you were involved in that yeah. conversation, and uh-huh. um, I was just like, I'm. I'm describing my dog, you know, like I'm not out, you know, like say you talking about kids or, you know, like I'm not be, trying yeah. to be hurtful to anybody, but like, where do you stop being yourself because you're so afraid of like hurting other people's feelings? Hmm. You know, that's a good ass question. And I don't think I have the answer for it. Cause it's never really crossed my mind, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like, like, I don't know, dude, one, if you're coming to a comedy show and like you hear somebody say that word, like, like, I don't know, dude, you're at a comedy show. Don't take it personally. Like, you yeah. and I sitting here discussing this are clearly not going to say it. But right. you're in that room, dude, like, you're trying to make a joke. Like, you're just yes. trying to... And, like, who's to say... Like, I, the word itself is not funny, but when you hear it, it can elicit laughter. It's just all Absolutely. about how... But people yeah. get so shitty with it. And, like, I don't know, dude. It's it's not hills either of us should die on being uh, able-bodied and all, but, right. like... For sure. Like I've gotten kicked out of venues for like saying like making a joke uh, that had that in it, and yeah, I'm just like, look, dude, like I would never use that to people who are uh, disabled. I would never. For like, sure, it's not a. We're not being offensive. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're you're not trying to hurt somebody's feelings, you know, but it's it's the same thing, you know, like that people, uh, and I use this as as an example all the time. People are like, oh well, uh, it must be tough being that short, or you know, like they always do short jokes, and it's like, mm-hmm. so are you not allowed to say that because you're not short, you're taller than me, so you don't understand the the difficulties yeah. that I have in life because of my, you know, like I guess, uh, physical, uh, uh, 
what limited capabilities like it's not a disability because you know like i'm you know but but you know what i'm saying like you're should you yeah. not be allowed to say that i uh i people get really nitpicky when it comes to the thing like it's like you could be like oh we're not allowed to say spaz anymore but then they'll be like shut up you fucking midget like you're yeah sure. haha you it, must not get pussy exactly so it's like, yeah it's like wait it, a minute and, like, I don't know, dude. I've noticed that hypocrisy in a lot of people, and it's never worth pointing out because, like, nobody's going to be like, he's right. Let's change the way we Right. <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, well, I just, I'll just be like, shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> like, you are being the R word right now, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I think but, it's sometimes funnier to censor yourself. Like, uh. Uh, like if somebody makes me laugh, like you're being an R word right now, and that's exactly, just as yeah. funny to me. <laughs> it is, yeah, be because like the idea is there. Like I did uh, a PG-13 show a while back, and they kind of just dropped it on me that it was going to be PG-13. So I really mm -hmm. played into that, you know. So it's like if you're limiting what I can say, I'm really going to show you how limiting it is, yeah, and it's, I'm going to make sure that every joke bombs because of this reason. So when you, when you mm -hmm. can play into that, it does make it just so much funnier. Either that, or just make your censored. Uh alternative like kind of disturb like say if you're doing a sex joke uh like i'm sure you've heard the pat oswalt bit, bit where he's like oh like what's more disturbing i'm gonna like fuck you in the ass or i'm gonna fill your hoo-ha with goop juice like one of those is more disturbing <laughs> yeah, so one? you just go the pg route and be as more disturbing as you as, yeah <laughs> exactly it's gonna be more graphic it's just gonna use words that fall under your you know your category yeah. of appropriate it's um i dude i don't know the the whole like uh being pc thing or like not even pc but just being socially conscious and trying not to toe the line but also being in the music world dude i can't even like tell you how much they clash oh i like, bet comedy is all about being like as weird and messed up as you can where like the music scene like people people cringe if you say black person dude. oh really <laughs> dang yeah see like, that's that black guy over there and they're like oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. stop no <laughs> yeah it's like well our term person of color <laughs> right oh which is so weird to me because um i used to work with a black lady and uh i that i was talking to her one time and i said oh you know the black lady that was in here earlier and she said i just want to say thank you for for saying that so for saying for what? Black, saying black lady. Yeah, and she said a lot of a lot of times people will be like people of color or colored people, and I'm like, oh, it was she's just black, you know what I mean? And then she's like, yeah. oh, what I hate the most is when people say uh, the African American. She's like, I've never been to Africa. She's like, I'm just yeah. American, and I'm like, hey, yeah, dude, I, I get it. Like you don't, you're not, you don't have to argue with me, but like it is so crazy how people are just so like you have to say these certain things, and it's like mm -hmm. you're just making it harder on everyone right now. Yeah, dude. I uh, it, it's fucking asinine, and people are weird for it. Like I always tell people that uh, like this is a message to all the like PC social, con socially conscious people out there. If you go up to a black person and say things like, "Your voice is heard," and this is a POC friendly space. If you go into the hood saying that, they're gonna smack the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, as they so, should. I like wants to hear that if you just go up to a person and treat them normally it's gonna like be a totally person cool yeah 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 we, like most, what a weird concept yeah and like when people say people of color it just is like reminds me of like oh like or so people are like this is a poc friendly space and like i hear like 
this is where colored people are welcome, which just reminds me of the 60s and fucked yeah. me up, dude. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> no, it's like we're, we're, we're going back to segregation, but just like in a more openly way, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. we, we accept your kind around here rather than we don't accept your kind around here. It's the same principle. Yeah, dude. And, and this and be, is oh, – go ahead. I was going to say being, you know, like a, a black German, like that's probably, you know, you already – you have that <laughs> internal battle already. <laughs> You're like, I just, half of me hates me, and the other half also hates me. Yeah, dude. Uh, all the time. It's, oh. it's really, I, uh, I always make jokes that, like, uh, I disappoint both races really hard, because I don't, I don't show up for either of them, dude. Like, I, <laughs> like yeah. if white people were looking at me under a white lens, they're like, eh. And then if black people are looking at me under, like, a black lens, they're like, eh, he's white. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you had that joke for a while um, about, you know, like, uh, this half does this and that half does that, right? Oh, yeah, Are you still doing that one? Yeah, dude, I add to it every now and then. I try to make it more fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the one that always gets people is, like, the white half gets approved for loans, but the black half doesn't pay them off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. To, like, I've had, like... Uh, the the white half of me listens to the shitty music, but the black half of me will jump you while listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like such that, a dude. good joke. Yeah, I, I remember because we uh, – I think it was one of the last times that we did Poplar P Pub together. Um, mm -hmm. You got really aggressive with it where it was like uh, – man, I, I wish I could remember, but it was like the black half of me is going to rob you when we leave here or something. Like, I don't remember what the white white half was doing, but I was like, man, it was just so so aggressive. I uh, The most recent version I tried that was probably just as aggressive as that, if not more, uh, I made a joke where I was like, the white half of me is scared of guns, but the black half of me needs to think you, uh, the black half of me needs to think you guys to quit being pussies about this and i'm like i have three guns on me right now and nobody even checked me and i'm just on stage like what are you guys gonna do <laughs> what, are you, yeah, what are you gonna do now i'm already here bitches <laughs> but the, i don't know why but the concept of being a comedian and carrying a gun on stage with you and just bragging about it is funny to me so i keep doing it <laughs> yeah no that is and it, it is funny because somebody just said that uh, actually today uh because of the town that i live in it's a very um it's not a great town, right? So they, they were like, you should probably get a gun and probably carry one. And I was like, hey, man, you know, like, thanks for the advice. Uh, and then I was like, I, you know, like, I'm a comedian. I'm in and out of clubs all the time. And, you know, like, they do, you know, pat you down and stuff like that. And he's, like, giving me advice on, like, how to hide my gun when, I, <laughs> when I'm, like, sneaking <laughs> into these clubs and, like, how to keep it where they won't frisk me and touch me. And, you know, and I'm like, all right, man, like, this – I feel like this is a little little too far for me to have to carry a gun on stage. Like, I don't think it's that Dude. deep. I don't know, man. I mean, it could be. It uh, could, you know? yeah. I, I hate to bring up the great slap incident, but that really yeah. emboldened people, dude. Oh, like, have you sure. ever had somebody run up on you on stage before? I haven't, no. Have you? I, um, Comedy-wise, kind of. Music-wise, a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, well, I feel like your music um, is very uh, – how it's so underground, you know, that, like, people probably feel the need to, like, make a statement. Sometimes – so, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it shows people will never, like, try to fight me because of the content of our lyrics, but, like – um, we played this show in the middle of uh, the day once, and it was outside, like, during the pandemic when, like, all the venues were throwing outdoor shows. Mm -hmm. And since people were, like, craving a place to go, they would flock to these indoor venues. So 
we were playing a punk rock night and it was uh one of my bands we had this song called cops on fire <laughs> and uh we were just playing it like never had any issue doing this but i look up and this dude is like running at me full speed with a beer in his hand he just fucking throws it like oh full, shit like overhand throw but misses me and i'm just turning around i'm like suck my dick dude and, like i'm like like we're like going off and he runs off to his car and i was like he's grabbing a gun absolutely like, that's not cool um so like i like this was the last song of our set so i finish it and then i throw the mic into the crowd and then i hop this fence and ran over to my friend's house which was across the street but shit like that dude you need to carry a gun on oh absolutely yeah for sure and like that that's what's so hard though because i feel like with comedy it's generally a uh a lighter atmosphere you know where music i feel like brings out a, a lot more emotion in people but it definitely yeah. it, it is getting to uh to a point where you you really have to be cautious all the time about what's going yeah, on you know like um i i think that just like my size uh has definitely made a lot of people like they're not really intimidated by intimidated by me mm-hmm. but i I do get a lot of people that are like, your personality is intimidating, you know, but I think you have that common balance to where people can be like, nah, you're probably joking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're, you're really good at what you do. And, uh, I, I don't know your crowd work game that much, but I feel like if somebody was, uh, being hectic and you engaged them comedically, uh-huh. uh, they would like, I feel like like you're just articulate enough to where you could de-escalate the situation with jokes uh-huh. maybe they wouldn't think you're as serious um but like i i don't know i'm thinking of this time uh you ever i don't know if you were still living in town at the time or not but hayden was doing uh something at Polly's, mm-hmm. and there was like a couple talking in front of him and he was just like uh he was like oh can you guys stop talking and they were like eh, whatever and they kept talking and then eventually he was just like hey shut up uh-huh. Like, how come you get to talk and I don't? And Hayden looks at this dude's wife and goes, because I have the microphone, bitch. And they both stand up and rush the stage. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> like, if I had a gun in that situation, I'd have been like, back the fuck up right. and let me finish my show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is my stage, bitch. Um, no, I, I've had a similar situation where um, it was the same thing. You know, like people uh, actually, uh, I try and do it in a very comedic way. But I had this one girl that, like this. Uh, she's a woman, an older woman, and she would not shut the fuck up. And oh. I was so I was doing um, this bit about uh, how women are like lawnmowers. You know, you got to choke them to turn them on. And um, <laughs> and I said, see, this is why I couldn't fuck you because I'd choke a little bit too long until you know you you would definitely stop talking and like until you stall out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know, like so, like I just. Every time that she would like keep, get get into it, wh- wherever I was in my joke, I would talk about how like I would you know like I I've never hit a woman, but you know I think I'd have to you know I'd definitely hate fuck you. So <laughs> so I got really aggressive, and and her boyfriend he loved it. He was like, yeah, no, I I do it too, and I'm like, Dude, all right. Man. Yeah. And I, like at the end of it, she was like five foot tall or I'm like six foot tall and I'm not, you know, so she came over and like towered over me and she was like, let's take a picture. And I was like, OK, <laughs> like so it, it went much better than I had anticipated. But like That's I definitely I, I tried to, you know, do the same thing, just, you know, like in a not so like not a confrontational way, you know. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I don't know, dude. That that just sounds like a really good example of people who came to a comedy show ready for a fucking comedy show. Yeah, for sure. Like they didn't know it's how to like, stop talking, but you know, like they were they, they were invested. You know, yeah. totally different. 
Like a lot of, I feel like the the thing that comes with comedy is people don't realize you're supposed to shut the hell up. Right. I'll invite people with me and they'll be talking to me and I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. shut up. Like have better etiquette. People don't realize that. But then like half of that is also indicative of like how you're doing and shit. Oh, for so sure. Like, you have to it, catch their attention. Yeah. And if like you don't have their attention and then you're like, listen here, like I would choke the shit out of you. Uh, you right. have their attention and then like you, you want them over, dude. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, for oh sure. And, and so you, you definitely you, you have to learn that crowd work and that balance. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I definitely think that uh, it, it was a, a learning curve because I know that there were times where like I was at Tolly's and people would not shut up, you know, because they're like, I'm just here yeah. to drink. You know, it's Friday night and like I don't care what you guys are saying. And it's like I, I have I've got a very short fuse, you know, so like mm-hmm. I do get very aggressive uh, very quickly, but I try and be professional on stage. But I remember getting off the stage and telling this guy to get the fuck outside because I was going to beat his ass if he didn't stop talking because he was pissing me off. And um, it was one of the comedians like stepdads or something. And I was like, uh, what are you doing? Like, you need to handle this right now before <laughs> it gets really bad. So I, 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 I do understand that, too, you know, bringing somebody mm-hmm. and then they're rude. Yeah, dude, it's a it's an epidemic in the comedy. It's kind of one of the things that makes me uh, I recently was like, all right, I'm not doing like bar open mics anymore. I'm going Uh to clubs. Absolutely. uh, Me, Patrick and Hayden have been on this like this like five point plan of building our way up in the comedy scene, essentially. Uh And the first was like going out of town and hitting mics. And now the second is like going into comedy clubs and doing that. Absolutely. When you're in bars people are rude as hell but comedy yeah, they don't clubs, care like people are there to laugh uh-huh yeah because even if even if it's a free show at a comedy club you you have to make the conscious effort to go to a comedy show you know be, where like if you're at a bar chances are they didn't know that you were going to be there they're just there to drink you know so yeah. th- there's a huge uh difference in you know just the demographic of people that show up for you know from one to the other facts yeah so are you guys doing a lot of stuff like uh, in indie and stuff like that, going to clubs? Yeah, dude. Uh, we've been doing a lot of shit. Like we will hear about mics. Uh, like sometimes we'll still go to bar mics if they're new and right. we want to like check them out. Um, for a minute, we were like going out of town like two or three times a week just to go hit mics. Okay, nice. And now it's like maybe once a week now just yeah, with life and shit. But like uh, – We'll drive out there together, go hit a mic. We've been doing Crackers Comedy Club a lot lately. Okay, yeah. Abysmal. I hate it there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's they won't let me go in there. I. Uh, it's funny because, like, Crackers used to be such hot shit, uh, and then, like, the existence of Helium just put them out of business. That makes sense. Yeah, I've done Helium. Like, he, he, like Helium is really nice. Uh, crackers is nice, too, but, like, I feel like, like, I don't, does Crackers exist outside of Indiana? Mm-mm. No, I think that they only have that one spot, right? Fair. Okay, so like, Crackers is like only ran by insane people now. <laughs> I feel like that's fitting for the comedy world. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it's the the people there. The lady that runs it now, and I don't mean to disparage her at all, but she wants to be Mitzi Shore so fucking bad. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's that's tough because yeah. there was only one. Yeah, and, like, Helium Comedy Club is just like, look, we just want to fill this room up and have comedy alive again. Uh-huh, like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird, but I do like hitting these mics, and, like, it's been really fun meeting people and getting to network and just seeing how, like, the comedy world works. Yeah. 
a lot of people like to make fake promises i've noticed that oh yeah (laughs) absolutely like i've i've noticed that all over the place um unfortunately it's you know not just indiana um but it's just the the market all over the place um but have you noticed that people are a little bit more um one way or the other you know like more friendly and uh yeah that you know like as far as music or comedy you know like which which one is easier to kind of network and to help build man comedy is way easier to network and build because like when you're in the music scene dude like i a lot of it is ran by people who went to like fucking fancy art schools okay they all know each other and shit so it's like to get to get on big shows dude you got to know the right people and like i don't have the energy for that (laughs) right yeah for sure i'm very anti-social despite like my fucking my outward appearance uh-huh. but like with comedy dude it's just like everybody goes into it with uh, an understanding of what comedy is and appreciation for the craft yeah so it's cool to like go there and then you meet people my parents downstairs fighting oh, that's uh, my, my dog's in here licking his balls i don't know if you can hear his collar <laughs> jingling <laughs> but uh yeah dude people in uh comedy like everybody just wants to do jokes and everybody wants to be friends with people that are funny. Uh-huh. Like, as long as you're funny, you're networking with people and it's great. I yeah. Love it. See, and that, you know, like that, that's neat. That's funny that you say that because, um, like I used to do music a little bit, but, um, not near to the extent that you're doing, you know, just, mm-hmm. uh, it was more so like buddies at school, you know, and like we would all play and stuff, you know, and like everybody wanted to like know, you know, like, us and and things like that and we were pretty popular anyway but Mm -hmm. i've noticed like with comedy especially when you can offer people things everyone's your best friend you know like and and now that we're putting these shows on like everyone wants to be friends with us and we have so many people like writing us all the time that are like hey how can we get on your shows you know and it's Mm -hmm. like we don't know who you are you know it's like so you the 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 dynamics are just totally different you know Mm -hmm. because people can just jump on a show where like a music show usually you at least have to be in the same style comedy it doesn't matter you can be talking about dicks and asshole with one person and the next person's jerry seinfeld and you know like yeah, you can just build a show where you're not gonna have like a rap artist and somebody who does like death metal you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah you like made me think of an interesting point i wanted to talk about about how like uh if you just start doing things instead of like there's people that will like be like oh i want to do comedy like i want to get booked on this show like why aren't they booking me Uh like it's never like indicative of uh your talent or anything it's indicative of how you put yourself out there so absolutely for the longest time i was like how come i'm not getting booked on these comedy shows how come people aren't like talking to me and then uh i was just like fuck it i'm gonna do my own thing and like me uh like i've always wanted to do like a sketch comedy and shit Mm -hmm. so Hayden and I and uh, my buddy Chad, who's like in Laser Boogie with me, we were just like, let's start filming these skits. Okay. So we started a, a little thing we call Happy Place. Mm-hmm. And that's just uh, like the second we started doing that, people started hitting us up and they're like, hey, like, we want to hang out with you. Like, we want to write with you. Yep. And I was just like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, totally. And like, part of me uses that to my advantage uh, in a sense where like, somebody is like hey like i want to i want to write with you and i want to work with you like i'm like all right well what do they do and like if i right if I scratch your back you scratch yeah, mine. what do you bring into the table are you just trying to yeah. ride my coattail or are we building something yeah. together yeah mm-hmm. and and it's weird when you have to start thinking of that you know that's like um we're doing this show together uh what and uh just what like eight week. eight days seven yes yeah, yeah. somewhere right in there and um whenever we put this show together it was like 
I know who should be on this show. Anthony is definitely one of them because, Dude, you know, yeah. like, thank I, you so much. Absolutely. Of course, man. You know, just seeing the work ethic. And like I said, like, I've been a fan since day one. Just your style of comedy and your just your your lack of giving a shit like to me is just like that radiates you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i think now that people are starting to see you of course they want to be in your corner because they see all the things that you're doing you know it's just now you have to start to question like do they really want to support me or are they just trying to get something out of it and then i'll yeah. never hear from them again you know like once they use mm -hmm. my platform or whatever you know is this going to be the end yeah. of this relationship yeah um well first thank you for the compliments uh yeah of course all like all same to you dude I, I i love the way like you're funny as hell thank you the shit you do um but yeah dude like with like i don't know i always look at shit in the perspective of like going into comedy i've brought all the like experience and pain and hurt and shit i've learned from music over uh -huh. and uh that's like the first thing you really got to notice is like the people just trying to ride your wave. Cause Absolutely. that's like, that's literally all like people like in music, you have features and shit. That's uh -huh. literally just people riding waves. Like, Oh, Hey, I really like this. And I think I could do it. Yeah. Like, let me help you. And yep. with music, you really got to pick and choose who you let in that circle, like based on how they can help you like kind of ascend in the world. Yeah. And for uh, sure. I like doing that in comedy. It, it's crazy because it's so much easier in comedy. Yeah, it's like it's like you've been training with 100 pound weights and you get to the competition and they're only five pounds. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and, and I think uh, obviously every crowd is different, you know, so you, you never quite know what, you know, the, the competition might mm -hmm. be. Um, but as long as you are well equipped, you know, like when you get there. It doesn't matter how funny that guy is or how funny that guy was. You know, what matters is how good was your performance, you know, because right. you can't – you can, like in music, it's like, oh, wow, uh, there's so many things that can go wrong. Like the guitar was too loud. I couldn't hear any of the – of you know, like the the lyrics because the guitar player wants to outshine the, the singer. You know, yeah. like, oh, the drummer doesn't know how to not bang so hard on his drums, you know, whenever we're in, in a 12 by 12 room. You know, like there's so many different things that can like really – destroy your performance where with comedy man it's just you you know you get up there and you yeah. just do the best you can do and like at the end of it you're in obviously like a mic can go out or something like that but people aren't really going to hold you accountable for that but as long I'll as you're ready my jokes at that point exactly <laughs> i'll come get on your table i don't care but you um, know like it is it's, it's totally different the whole you know like dynamics of how you do it and how you relate to the crowd you know mm -hmm. yeah um When's this episode come out? Like, is, is it coming out before the, the show? Uh, Yeah, it'll come out on Tuesday. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that'll um, be what, the second? Hell yeah. So Alex and I here, we got this show coming up, and y'all should come, dude. This is yeah. going to be crazy. I didn't, one, have never heard of the Terre Haute Convention Center. Really? Uh, yeah, like I knew they were building it, but then when you said it was there, I was like, okay, cool. And then people were like, that's the new building. Like, well, yeah, like, oh, it's a shit, big okay. deal. How many tickets have been sold? Uh, last I heard, we were almost sold out. So they were originally going to cap um, at like a thousand, but then uh, due to um, you know like limitations and how you know how many people you can fit in a room, uh, they cut it down to seven hundred. So I think okay. that we're about sold out. That is crazy, dude. I've literally yeah. like I work. I'm a bartender, and uh, people like people always ask me like what I'm doing and shit, like what <laughs> I what I do with my free time. And I'm like, oh, I do comedy, and they're like. 
oh, there's this comedy show going on at this thing I'm going to, like, in a couple of weeks. And, like, every, like so many people have brought that shit up to me. And I'm like, well, you get to see the guy who makes your drinks. Like, it's going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be so wild. Yeah, that's like, awesome. I, uh, I opened up for Donnie Baker. That was, like, the first show oh, yeah. I ever had. Yep. And that was, like, I want to say probably, like, 600 people. And that's I was awesome. like, this is probably the biggest thing I'll ever play. Nah. And this is probably going to cap that. And I don't know, like, it's just exciting, dude. It's going to be so weird doing, like, comedy. Like, you think, how many veterans are going to be there? You know, uh, I'm going to guess a lot because I know that a lot of my friends, um, like, we've had uh, several people from, like, the police department, people from the fire department, you know, like, they've all kind mm -hmm. of uh, donated and really been a uh, driving force in helping build these homes for the homeless veterans. So, and, you know, because a lot of them, when they get out of the service, they'll go into, you know, still public servants, you know, in that yeah. um, first responder type role. So uh, I think there's going to be a ton, you know, maybe not homeless veterans, but oh, just yeah. veterans in general, you know, a lot of people that can really relate good, to good, the good. situation. I've, uh... I've written a good amount of veteran jokes for the Good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm super pumped. That's like I've told my wife several times. I'm like, man, uh, it sucks that I have to follow you guys because, you, I, like, I know how good you guys are, you know, like a year ago, you know, and, like, now you guys have had a year to practice. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm just going to walk up there and be like, all right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. You know, these guys are the show. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for moral support at this point. Dude, I uh... – I mean, I know, like, I'm not going to toot my own horn super hard, uh, but, like, Patrick, and he's not on the show, but Hayden, like, they've both grown so much since we uh -huh. started traveling and doing these mics, and, like, even myself, like, I can feel I have. So right. I know, like, like, I'm confident in my ability to, like, do this show and all. It's, it's so crazy, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's... my God. Un completely unrelated. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Yeah, this is just like a crazy comedy. So I've only had like maybe four comedy shows since I started doing this, like paying gigs. Uh -huh. One of them was for Donnie Baker. One of them was in Bloomington at this, uh, like just this bar. That was tight. And then the third one, probably the most like ridiculous shit I've ever done, dude. So my stepdad's a firefighter and like they uh, were doing like some like memorial thing mm -hmm. uh, here in town where they're having like all the firefighters and all of these cops come through and this dude hit me up and he's like hey we would love you to do like love for you to do comedy and i was like oh, okay okay like what, what are we talking he's just firefighters cops blah blah and i was like all right that's right dude like i'm totally down for that yeah and uh we like i they, they were giving me all these details they're like there's gonna be some retirees um we're gonna do like a little memorial service for the the fallen firefighters and cops and i was just like okay this all sounds cool and they're like the mayor of Terre Haute's gonna be there like nice. it's gonna be a big deal I was yeah like, all right tight so i get there uh and like one i was high as hell like <laughs> i had smoked so much weed before i walked in and i <laughs> i brought my friend with me and i was like yeah dude come watch this comedy show like they're gonna give me free beer because i'm a comic like you can come in and he's like all right and uh we walk in and he's like i can't be here and i was like why and he was like he took me outside and like in one pocket had like a bag of weed and i was like oh and another pocket of bag of shrooms, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, you need to leave." Yeah, yeah this is probably not a good look for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So I get there, and they're like, "All right, yeah, we're gonna have you go on at this time. Like, we're gonna run through like the the like whole formula for you." Uh huh. And uh, they're like, "We're gonna sit you at a table next to like the mayor, like the the news people, like the Terre Haute elite, you know?" Right. And I was like, "All right, cool." And um, I like remember they did like an intro. 
they did something honoring the retirees and then they did like this really sad memorial tribute to all the people that fell and then i was right after that <laughs> <laughs> how do you follow that <laughs> anyway here's some dick jokes i, I hope you're ready i uh i did really good in the first half and then i made one joke that just kind of turned him against me and it was hard to pick back up yeah but i was like I was just like, oh man, like it's cool to play for all the all these firefighters and police officers. And I was like, when I first got asked to play, I was like, they finally figured out who's starting all those fires around town. <laughs> Silence. Oh. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> this is a ploy. They they're really gonna arrest me after this. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was it, it was cool, dude. I, the oh, world I of bet. comedy is just such a beautiful experience. It's so bizarre, you know, because it's like. Um, I don't know if you saw a while back, I was actually just hanging out at home. I was tie dyeing shirts, you know, like, uh, my merch and, um, I got a phone call and it was like, Hey, we need somebody to open for Don DC Curry, which is, yeah, I don't know if you don't know who he is. He was in, um, the Friday movies and I was like, Oh, okay. And they're like, we just need you to be here in like 45 minutes. And I was like, all right, let me shower. And you know, like I'll be on my way. So I went from, you know, like, I think my biggest room that I had performed to was probably at helium, you know, probably a, a couple mm-hmm. hundred people to it being like three, 400 people. You know, and just like I only got three minutes, you know, but it was a very small spot. But it's like I did this. I did so well. They asked me to come back the second night, you know, so it's like you just with comedy, yeah. you never know what's going to happen from like one moment to the next. Like you can just legitimately get, you know, that phone yeah, call. Yeah. And it, it takes like like I, there's always people that are like, I could do comedy. I have funny stories. And it's like, do you have what it takes to literally like bomb a thousand times until you get lucky? <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah. Learn how like, not to tell jokes. Yeah. It, like, it, it, I don't know. When you're doing comedy, like things can just completely 180. Like you, like one of my favorite things, especially living here in Terre Haute, where we have like a lot of D-list celebrities come through, uh-huh. um, is like I've been asked to open up for all these like different people before, and I haven't been able to due to like prior obligations and shit. Right. But like. I like I'm poor. <laughs> I'm poor and I'm miserable most of the time. But like people will hit me up and be like, "You remember the dude from that at the Roxbury? Do you want to open for him?" <laughs> and then like I I can brag about that shit. Dude, I'll be like, "Yeah, dude. Like, you remember the fucking dude from that at the Roxbury? Well, yeah. I was supposed to open for him." And then people are like, "Dude, that's fucking cool." Like, uh, comedy is just so cool, dude. It can turn yeah. your life around if you uh if you have fun with it. And exactly. And, and if you're willing good. to put <laughs> in that, well, you're willing to put in that work, you know, like you said, if you're willing to bomb thousands of times, like yeah. the, the stuff that I'm working on, cause I'm doing a half an hour at the show and, um, I like, I've done half an hour, I've done 40 minutes, you know, like I've, I've done this stuff, but I want it to be really, really good. So I was like, why not just write new shit? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what, what, just write half an hour worth of new shit. And like, that's such a bad idea. Um, yeah. I don't recommend it, you know? So like, I've been busting my ass trying to get like this new half an hour, like really hashed out. And mm-hmm. it is, you really, really, really have to be willing to like go out in front of, you know, like hundreds of people and like tell a joke and then just stare at you. Yeah. And be like, all right, well, fuck me then, I guess, <laughs> you know, like, this one a lot worse than I expected. I'm excited to hear what you have on deck, dude, because it's been like, what, like a year since you've been here or so? Yeah. I, I have awful passage of time, but. No, 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 you're damn near spot on. We uh, we closed on our house, I think, the, the 3rd of August, so it's going to be uh, right at a year. Wow, yeah. So, like, I'm excited to see what you have, because you've always made me laugh. Like, your jokes are just so good, and you deliver them. Like, I Thank you. I feel like this setting is just going to make it so magical, dude. I hope so, you know. Like, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be so bad. 
that it's It'll hilarious. Like, I, if I've learned anything, it's people in Terre Haute really want to laugh at comedy. And yeah. anybody here is so ass backwards, you could say some fucked up shit and get away with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and, like, that's what I'm looking forward to because, like, a lot of my stuff, you know, like, I, which I'm, I am going to do my uh, my meth ant joke. I don't know if you remember that one or not. Oh, but, yeah, um, of course. I, I've built on that one tremendously. So I'm going to do all of these things that, you know, like, people there can really relate to and i that's such a that's such a big point in comedy is like making people relate you know so i'm i'm really looking forward to it and like i'm just uh we 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 get there well first i don't know if you saw but i am doing uh the good day what is it it's uh, good day live i think on news channel two yeah i'm doing that on monday and then yeah, so it's gonna again, it's gonna pump it up. It's gonna get people involved, mm-hmm. and then uh, I fly in Friday, Friday night. So like Saturday morning, oh, yeah. it's gonna be go time. Dude, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, are your parents going? Oh yeah, dude. I uh, <laughs> well, my mom is a she's a traveling nurse, so she ain't gonna be able to make it unfortunately. Dang. But my fucking grandpa called me a couple of days ago, and like my dad's side of the family, none of them have seen me do comedy, uh-huh. mainly because like a lot of them are. Uh, I don't think they're ready for some of the shit that leaves my mouth. Right. <laughs> and some of them are like kind of like PC and socially aware. And I don't right. want them to like think less of me. <laughs> and my grandpa <laughs> called and he was like, hey, buddy, good news. We're all getting tickets to that show. And I was like, fuck. So I had to be yes. like, well, I love you guys, but you're going to hear me say some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you, you mentioned like writing all new jokes and like it's really fucked up, dude, because instead of doing like all the shit that i know is gonna work and it's gonna do really well i have been writing all new shit for veterans and for my family so they really? don't think less of me and i have no idea how it's gonna go you're not gonna do your trans joke i'm gonna do that i've got okay i'm gonna do some of the ones i do really good good because um, i love that joke like honestly i so i have well friends of mine uh here like a lot of times we will you know like take each other's jokes on purpose you know and be like hey see if you can do that joke and and make it land Mm -hmm. but your joke that joke right there uh we have a lot of trans people in this community um and i was like if anthony was here and could do that joke they would laugh so hard and i was like i I wish that like that i was one of those people that could just be like, nah, I'm just going to do, you know, one of my friends jokes, but you know, I just, I, I can't do that. But I was like, it would, it would kill here. So if you're ever here, yeah, you dude. have to do that joke. Yeah. I've, uh, I've done that joke at gay bars. Uh-huh. I've done it to like my trans friends and like, everybody's like, yeah, dude, like that's not punching down. It's funny as hell. No. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not demeaning. It's it funny really as well. hell. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that joke. Um, but, uh, we, we still have a few minutes here. Um, I try and keep right at an hour, you know, just for, okay. uh, views and stuff. But, uh, so if, if you've watched the, a uh, couple episodes, you know, that we do the questions out of, uh, the ice box, you know, so just, uh, viewer questions. And this is a great spot for me to say, uh, if you have any questions that you would like to hear any of the comedians answer, uh, ask in the comments below, shoot me a message, whatever you got to do. Um, but we're going to, we're going to go over here and we're going to ask some random questions. Sound oh, good? Yeah. Sounds All good. right. Let's see. Uh, is there an afterlife by Dayton Bailey? That's a good question. Dayton Bailey. Well, I don't know, dude. My idea of the afterlife has never really been like a heaven or hell, um, but kind of like parallels of that thought where like if there's a heaven, it's going to be like maybe a room where you can sit down and watch any of your like happy memories and maybe like live through them VR style. Oh, okay. Experience them. Just but like hell, forever. 
Yeah, like, okay. like oh, like, I want to, that bad bitch I fucked, like, in high school, like, I want to go back to that. Yeah, I want to watch that on repeat. That. But yeah. if you're in hell, you're going to be stuck in, like, a, uh, like, your your worst situation kind of thing, you know? Like, okay. If, like, like Groundhog Day. Yeah, like, if you had a job you really hated, you're going to be stuck, like, in the kitchen talking to, like, all the people you didn't want to work with for each uh, You've got the worst shift yeah. that you ever worked. <laughs> it's just yeah. that is it. Okay, yeah. no, nah, that's a – I like that. That's a neat concept. Um, For me, I've never really uh, – well, so I'll, I'll, we'll get real serious. Uh, I remember when I was a kid because, like, I was – uh, when I grew up, we had to go to church, and, you know, like, it was just uh, – I, fuck, I don't remember the the church name. First Nazareth, is that a that's Sounds yeah. Pretty churchy. Okay, yeah, yeah that, I think that's what it's called in Brazil and uh, Indiana, not Brazil, the country. Uh, and uh, so we grew up kind of religious. And I remember there was this time that my brother we were playing like a a poker game or something, you know, like a card game, go fish or whatever. And like I was like, do you have a do you have a two? And he said, no, go fish. And then I found out that he had a two. And I remember that I was like, oh no. Orion lied, so I have to pray to God, please don't send Orion to hell because he lied over this two card in Go Fish. Uh, so I definitely, when I was younger, I was, I definitely believed in, you know, just the traditional yeah. afterlife, you know, where now I'm just like, I don't believe in an afterlife, but I sure hope there's one, you know what I mean? Because I, like, I have yeah. too much fun, you know, like, I don't want this shit to end. Yeah, dude. Like, I, regardless. I I, whether or not you believe in a god, you should at least hold on to some fact that maybe after you die, it'll be somewhat cool if you play. Right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't lie about your two, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, if you're not a fucking lying asshole during yeah. Go, you get to heaven. <laughs> so my brother's kind of just a piece of shit. Yeah, he's dude. Never he's going straight to it. fucking hell. Poor guy. <laughs> he's gonna be like, he's gonna watch this episode and be like, fuck. Uh, I he used to work at MCL and he hated it, so he's gonna probably yeah. be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he worked in the dish room, so yeah, he's, he's gonna just be doing that for all of eternity because of that fucking game when when he, when we were like yeah. five years old, <laughs> fucking go fish. He's not gonna get any lunch breaks, and he's gonna be eating that shitty bland food in between <laughs> like orders <laughs> for eternity. <laughs> His hands are gonna be so pruned from washing those dishes. Dude, that's wild. No, that's a great concept. Let's do it. I love these questions. So seriously, yeah, dude, guys, this was really cool. Yeah, like honestly, th this is one of my favorite parts of the uh, the episode because it's like it kind of comedy's great, and you know, like I love comedy. Comedy brought us together and it brings you know so many people together. But um, this is stuff where it's just like just random shit, you know. Let's just yeah. see how you think, you know. Pick All my right. brain. Let's see. Um, has doing comedy taught you anything outside of comedy? And that is uh, Blake Champlin. Oh. Wow. Hey, shout out Blake Champlin. Funny What's up, Blake? Here. Yes, he uh, is. We need to get him on here. Yeah, you should. Um, has doing comedy taught me anything? Doing comedy has taught me a lot about uh, confidence. Um, and it's helped me unlearn some of my antisocial behaviors because I have a really hard time looking people in the eye and uh, okay. like saying what I what's in my mind. Like, I don't really have a filter. But sometimes, like, I'll be like, oh, this isn't the right situation for that. And comedy has just made me, like, like it's hard for me to not be a comedian offstage now. <laughs> right. It's made so, you like, not as critical of yourself then, almost. 
that too yeah like i'm just looking people in the eyes and like calling shit how i see it yeah so blatantly it's it's a blessing i love that like comedy for that especially yeah, no, and and that's great. And uh, like honestly, um, like I've always been funny. I've always been outgoing, and I've never really had uh, any problem with that. You know, like with mm-hmm. like a lack of confidence. You know what I mean? I've always just kind yeah. of had that. But um, I can see how comedy would you know definitely boost that, and that's great because you know like you are funny. Like you're you know like Thank you. on, yeah, like I'm so looking forward to uh, actually the the lady putting on the show. She asked me if we would like to do a cookout on Friday afternoon, you know, all the comedians. And I said, unfortunately, my plane was delayed. I was supposed to be there at like five, but now I'm not going to get there till like 10 p.m. So, Mm -hmm. you know, super frustrating. But um, I was like, if that is something you're going to do, let me know, you know, and I'll pass it on to the comedian. So that might be coming your way. But like I was just looking forward to just like hanging out with you guys because, you know, like I like just a great group of uh, of people, you know, but um, going back to the question, uh comedy i think has taught me how to i would say be humbled (laughs) like as crazy as that is because like a lot of times you know like i i know that i can do certain things you know what i mean like so i've I've always had that confidence i've never been cocky but i've had you know a lot of confidence and Mm -hmm. uh all the time i'll get off stage and people be like man your energy was great and i'll be like yeah but how are my jokes you know like how are they and they're like it doesn't matter because your energy is great and so it's like that is very humbling because you're like it just goes to show you that you can be good over here but that doesn't mean mean that you're good over here it just means that you know maybe sometimes this will outweigh it but it's like it humbles me in a way that's like shit i still have a lot of work to do you know especially because this is this is my path this is where i'm going in life like i have nothing left i dropped out of college after one day you know like so yeah if it's not for this like i'm gonna be washing dishes for the rest of my life with my brother in hell you know so i'm not trying to do that but uh i just comedy has brought so many great things to my life you know and as i can tell it has yours you know as well and music and you know just like the whole entertainment world it's it's definitely i i always tell people that like it's all i really have to live for outside of like family and friends and shit like I love the people in my life but like yeah. I really don't have anything else going for it like if I wasn't a musician or a comedian like the first time we would have met I probably would have been robbing you <laughs> you're right yeah for sure and you would have got nothing you'd yeah. been like wow he's broke too yeah and yeah. now it's just like I could be like a fucking burnout but now it's like I'm an artist I'm a comedian yeah. and a musician like yep. people don't look at me like it, it's just I, I'm I'm thankful for comedy and yeah that the way it's helped me like present myself in life, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, and kind of, you know, sculpted the, uh, the vision, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm super pumped. I don't, and you'll have to let me know, um, if you drive down Wabash, uh, in the, in this, you know, next coming week, because, uh, they're going to put our names up on, on the marquee and, you know, like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be such a big deal. And I'm like, I'm so pumped, you know, and like, even for you, like, for me coming back, I'm like, this is my hometown, you know, like my dad is buried on the street that I'm about to headline on, you know what I mean? Like that is such a cool feeling, you know? So it's like, I can only imagine that you guys like, this is still your home, you know, like, and, and Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to have, uh, you're on TV right now, you know, like your name is being blasted in the newspaper, you know, like that's such a cool feeling. Yeah. I, uh, I imagine like for you coming back home, like that's the thing that you want when you come back home is for your name to be recognized in the exactly. city. So <laughs> yeah, like, of course. Boom. And then like for me, like still being here and all, 
I just can't wait for the people that hate me to see my name on their way to work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so many people that I know are just like, fuck Anthony, and I hope he fails. They're going to see my name big as hell on this new-ass fancy building in the yep. city. <laughs> like, the si- yeah, exactly. It's, it's and a it's beautiful experience. 100%. You know, and I, I've heard people say, like, don't do it for the haters, but I'm like, shit, what, whatever your motivation has to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just, you got to do it to the fullest and, like, fuck those people, you know? Like, yeah. you doubt me? Like, I'm going to prove you wrong every time, right. you know? Tell me I can't. You know, so it's just it's such a such a great opportunity. And I'm super I'm excited to share it with you guys. You know, like I, yeah, I appreciate dude. you guys uh, like just wholeheartedly, you know, like keeping the Terre Haute uh, comedy scene alive. And like it's just it's it's so cool to be able to, to look back and, you know, see everybody thriving. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, we're trying, man. We're yeah. trying to build a thing out here. Yeah. Killing um, it. Do you have any uh, do you have any more questions or can I just start plugging shit? No, do you. Uh, I'm going to – and send okay. me all your links so I can put them down at the bottom. But, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, okay, so we talked about the bands, Ways of Boogie and Dope Sweater. Go check those out. We got albums on Spotify and shit. Uh, I do a podcast called Ground Score Champs, which is um, uh, like deep dive explorations on eccentric internet personalities, uh, like YouTube criminals and shit like that. Okay. People who were like trying to be, trying to be like YouTubers but ended up just – being crazy and shit so that's tight um and then my youtube channel doog nukem uh d-o-o-g nukem uh i do like skits and all my like music videos and shit are up there so check those out yeah absolutely and um again send me all of those links um send me any link you know like any social media that you want so that way uh like these people love this you know like uh we have such a great following already um you're gonna be number episode number 10 on life is cooler with ac and uh we have so many people that contact me regularly just you know like when's the next episode coming out you know like who's gonna be on it and you know like i love this topic and you know just so many great things so um i want to make sure that they can go see all the things that you're doing so uh uh, make sure that you send all that to me so I can, you know, push them yeah, onto it. So oh, yeah. you deserve the uh, the recognition because you're fucking killing this. Hey man, I appreciate it, but that's the thing is I'm not killing it if we're not killing it. You know what I mean? So it's it's a group effort, buddy, and I appreciate I you. If we all ain't exactly. <laughs> that's the way that it is. Them's the rules. So <laughs> Dim's the rules. But man, I really appreciate you being on here. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, I really look forward to uh, seeing you here in a, a few days. So um, oh, yeah, I did. Let's let's do something. Hell yeah. I'm free all day that day, so like if you just want to hang out and go get some lunch or something beforehand, totally down. I don't know if you're a drinker, if you're sober, but we can go get a, a beer or okay. a coffee. Yeah, well there's uh again oh, yeah, shark. yeah. Unofficially brought to you by Landshark. Uh, longer um, and uh, Trulies <laughs> and tr- yeah see Trulies is a good one yeah now we'll go grab something man um, but but seriously thank you so much um, but but uh, we'll be in touch all right buddy oh yeah brother all right thank thanks for, for watching life me. is cooler with AC and uh, again thank you Anthony Vaughn Helvet <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. Uh-